Let's talk about the future of news. I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The state of journalism today. Telling both sides of a, of a controversial story. I think we must be unbiased. It's uh, honesty, fairness, uh, truth. That is our job. That is our job. That is our job. Welcome once again to the Arrow Man in Stockholm podcast. My name is Philip O'Connor and this is a podcast that covers all things media and political from my home here in the Swedish capital. Now, Usnian has always been a bit of a joker and it's a trait that has made him one of Sweden's most successful comedians. But one night, as he, his Kurdish mother and his siblings were crossing the border in an effort to escape a Turkish regime that had once imprisoned his father, his joking almost cost his family their lives. Somehow, though, they escaped and were reunited with their father in Sweden. But almost 40 years later, the Kurds are in the news here again, as Sweden's application to join NATO met a stumbling block in the form of, you guessed it, Turkey. Uz joined me in the studio to talk about his life and his Kurdish heritage, being part of a people that are used as a pawn in the West's geopolitical games, and the shame of Fortress Europe's treatment of refugees. This conversation is unedited and took place in Stockholm in August 2023, following a previous attempt that we had to give up on due to a variety of technical failures. I love the fact that we can laugh about this. Yeah, we have to laugh. You know, the world is uh, laughable. Third time lucky. Uh, as we sat down to do this, uh, twice the technology let us down. So now we're going to get it right. Um, I brought you in here today because uh, you're one of those people that I listen to when it comes to the Kurdish people and what they do. But could you just explain how you came to be here in Sweden? What led your family to move here? Well, it was... Uh because of the causes of 1980 the 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 military junta in turkey and uh, they did a coup d'etat mm-hmm. and um, and they imprisoned my father because of his uh, fightings for kurdish freedoms and cultural rights and human rights and then they they bring bring, bring him to 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 a torture cell for 70 nights and they almost killed him. Uh, and after that, they released him on our yard, you call it, you know, like uh, our street there mm. where we live in uh, in a, in a four city. You know, it's a city close to the city of uh, Ahmed, Diyarbakir, okay. uh, the capital of Kurdistan. And then they just throw him out from the jeep and... Uh, and my mother and my um, grandma, my my father's mother, uh, helped him to get nourished and uh, you know get back on his feet. But I I will never forget the image I got from my father from from the top of the jeep, you know, because the military had him, and he was so so thin, and so his eyes were like hollow, you know, mm. and. Uh, and he was almost uh, dying. He was just a skeleton, mm. um, and with his, um, you know, his, um, I don't know, clothes like military clothes, you know, like uh, so prison clothes, yeah, prison clothes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it was like a pajama. Yeah, uh, yeah. How old were you when I you saw your father? I am five when I see this. I'm five years of age when I see this. Mm. Uh, five years old then, and then. Um, like uh, three, four months later, um, when he come up on his feet, 
he started again to fight for Kurdish human rights and um, he was in the movement for the Kurdish free, freedom movement. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the military police, uh, the gendarm, uh, came after him again. And one night he just uh, went off. And uh, that picture of him in the, in the midst of the night when he comes and knocks on our door, home door, with my uncle, my little uncle. And uh, he has um, bags of uh, fish and uh, sugar. And this sugar was like uh, quite big sugars. You, you have to cut it by yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember. That. And uh, he came with those two. And, uh, and you could see through the bags because it's plastic, you know. Mm. Uh, and you saw fish and uh, and sugar and then he just took them and gave them to my mother because my mother told him that the military was after him again the the Turkish um, police uh, hmm. uh, MIT you call it MIT the Turkish security police yeah. was after him again and then he kissed my f- mother's forehead and then he just left in the night how long was it before you saw him again? Uh, three years. And at that stage, you, you would have been five and a half yeah, years old. Maybe. Yeah, 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 five, five something, yeah. yeah. Was, when you say that he was fighting for Kurdish human rights, yeah. for cultural things, was he a politician or was he a guerrilla? No, he was a he was a, in the in the politicians. You know, he 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 fought with his pen, and he had uh, they had this movement, DDK Day, I think they called it, mm-hmm. and they fight fought for 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 the Kurdish uh, human rights. But uh, afterwards, uh, he when he fled, uh, we didn't know if he was alive or dead or something. We didn't mm-hmm. know anything. There was no internet. There was no Snapchat. No, no, there was no, no nothing. Nothing. nothing no like Instagram that. stories. No, saying. no, no, nothing like that. And it was uh, honestly quite not just shocking, but also deprivating for our family because a family without a father in that area is is you know you, you can get you can get hurt. Mm. But thanks to my my mother's family and some of my father's friends, uh, we managed to keep keep up. You know, mm. yes, it was m- m- now more poverish. You know, we were yeah. more po- yeah. You're poorer than poorer, what you were yeah, before. We were, yeah, we were, we were more, more poor now, but uh, we, we somehow we quite um, thanks to my mother. She's a fighter, you know. Mm. What did she say to you? I mean, you can't explain to a five-year-old that the Turkish security police is after your father because he's a political activist in a Kurdish movement. What did but, she say? But but we knew that it was because of that. Because Already. because yeah, because uh, uh, the Kurdish movement is so, you know, it it's. It's in my veins, you know. It's in my blood, and I, 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 I understand that mm. already, you know. And I, and I understood it um, back then also because I knew that my father was doing something, you know, like for his country, for his people. Mm. And my mother was always, when she talked about about my father, she was proud of him. Mm. And uh, and we kept that uh, pride, you know, yeah. like. Uh, it was something good, but we were afraid, of course, of the p- police brutality, the military, mm. and they every day, every night, they come to our house and tear it up, you know, like just put it upside down, almost, you know, the furnitures. They just looked yeah. around after forbidden books, <laughs> yeah. forbidden uh, literature, forbidden uh, tapes and stuff like that, Kurdish tapes, and 
and they hit my uh, grandmother and they hit us children sometimes and sometimes they, they try to be nice to us and say do you know where your father is we can mm. help you and like this but we knew that we, we we shouldn't talk to the police yeah yeah and 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 honestly we didn't knew where, where our father was you know because probably he could, for the best yeah. yeah because he could be dead also we didn't knew like for two two and a half years and then we got a letter my mother got, got a letter and there was a picture of him and uh, in that letter uh, it stood that uh, he would try to to make us flee turkey uh, mm. the the, Kurd- the northern kurdistan uh, and um, and uh, maybe we will see each other soon had he Hopefully. made it here to sweden yeah. at that point he'd yeah. made it here yeah. okay and and that and that story is it is a total different story you know like I don't know how he survived that yeah. because he fled to Syria, to Lebanon, where he was uh, with this guerrilla movements uh, over there, yeah. the Kurdish movements and uh, uh, over there. And then he fled to uh, Greece, Germany, France and ended up in, in Sweden. Mm. Uh, and it was it, and that's a quite different. story. I don't know, because my father never, never talks to me yeah. about his life. He's very quiet and he's very, I don't know how to say it, but uh, he's reserved. Yeah, yeah. Really reserved, you know. Well, sometimes I found when I moved here to Sweden Mm. first, there was a man called Leo. I worked in a bar in Mashta, which is out near the airport here. And he had fought for Finland in the winter Second World War. And he told me, he's, he like he was one of those people who told you that he had been in the war, but he would never speak about his experiences yeah, because yeah. of the trauma there. Do you feel that your father is protecting you from knowing that the things, the things that happened to him on his, because it's a very isolated thing. Else. When you're trying to come from Kurdistan to anywhere in Europe, you have to come through Libya. It might be Tunisia. Yeah. It might be Lebanon. Yeah. You're open to abuse from yeah. all sorts yeah. of people, smugglers, yeah. border police, yeah. regular police. Do you think he's just trying to keep that from you because he doesn't want to upset you to know what he had to go through to get here. Yeah, and also to protect himself also. Yeah. You know, because my mother uh, sometimes tell me that uh, that he has nightmares and he's like... Uh, uh, and that is the only th- way I knew... I, I know that my father is suffering still mm. because my mother tells me that he still have uh, nightmares. He, he even now, 35 nightmares. years later, kind of thing. Yeah, 40 years later. Or, uh, yeah. He still has uh, has those nightmares. How did you get out of there? How did your father get you and your mother and your uh, family out? We, we got help uh, from some of my father's friends. And uh, um, it was late um, or the beginning of the, uh, of the autumn. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that we, we tried to cross the border between uh, Turkey and Syria mm. back then. And we began, uh, because I knew that, because we would start the school, but I couldn't start the school. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. Uh, and I was like quite upset. Why Why can't I go to the school? Because I love school, you know. Yeah. I, I uh, And I was very good in school. Uh, and they said no. So I know that it's like uh, so September. Yeah, yeah, September in 1983. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So uh, we we did we, we we tried to cross several times, 
but we didn't manage so we went back to a place uh, near the border so it was different locations uh, and and uh, one night uh, we uh, it was like the last chance and my mother uh, uh, she 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 didn't want to divide the family we yeah. are five children and my mother and some uh, said to her oh yeah maybe it will be easier if you some children will go before you and she said never in my life <laughs> you know it's it, over my dead body because yeah. this is my children yeah. if we live we live together if we die we die together like that and she was very very you know because she, adamant, she knew yeah. she knew and she have heard a lot of stories that child children got abused and you know mm. and just uh, yeah so she was very firm on that mm. uh, but one night uh, it came to two peshmergas mm. and they helped us over and um, and they told us don't bring anything shiny or white or something that is mm. different the color of the of the earth over there you know mm. so it was like hockey and quite uh, um earthy materials you yeah. know like uh, yeah the color of the the landscape over yeah, there just blend into yeah, the background yeah 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 and uh, and my mother took me aside and and she told me that please please my my son you have to be quiet now you have to just be still and quiet don't do anything you know don't 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 say Peep, you know, don't say anything. That's not something that comes natural to you, is it? No, no, my God. I almost killed uh, my whole family. Because in the middle of the uh, passage between... And it's, it's all mined, you know? Yeah. Everywhere is mines. Everywhere are mines, everywhere in the in the border. And we uh, we fled, like, uh, um, between two uh, posts. You could call it gorges, guard posts. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And, They're uh, like watchtowers. Yeah, watchtowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. watchtowers. And uh, and I remember the night because it was so. Uh, the stars were so bright, mm. and I, I I still remember the the smell of the earth, and it was so crispy weather, and um, and then in the middle of that I just began to cough <coughs> on purpose. <laughs> And made noises and ever the comedian huh oh not so funny then <laughs> but funny now i think what did your mother say when that's my mother didn't say anything she just got teared <clears throat> her eyes just got tears and she was like horrified and shocked and just uh, just uh, it's like this is sad, it this, it, this you know, is like, the end yeah she was she was just uh, and she she's told me now like she aged like five years just in that moment, yeah, because of his stupid, because of her, of her stupid son, you know. Yeah. And uh, but in some miraculous way, they didn't hear us. Hmm. Yeah. What happens when you get to the other side? I'm assuming your mother was relieved just to get no, through. No, because because I've I've never told this, but when we come to the other side uh, we had to blend in in a village over there near the border mm. and then uh, because some they knew that uh, the Kurdish people fled that way you yeah. know so uh, when we had just fled over and we just managed to flee and just managed to, to, to you know just to be quite safe but the Turkish military went to that village mm. 
because to 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 see if there are some people that have fled you know mm. so i remember when uh, two older ladies uh, uh, sat on me and my sister and my little brother we mm. were three you know and we are under mattresses mattresses yeah. and 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 we just could see their boots and they and they talked to the elderly and my mother and my mother and my uh, um, smallest uh, uh, brother you know the 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 the, the, the mind, baby huh? yeah the baby uh, she 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 just tried to blend in with the with the other ladies you know like mm. she was in the kitchen like she was inhabitant over there you yeah, know like yeah. uh but we three we were just under the mattress and we saw the boots of the military searching for families that have you know because they have heard something or something yeah. and if they had took us there they would have killed us also so we weren't really safe yeah but the next day we came to the uh, but they didn't see us because we were just. And then I knew that you have to be quiet because you would get there, killed. There was there was no laughing matter. No, then. Well, you know, and the, and the older ladies just sat on us and they talked and tried to laugh and yeah. and the military asked them, but they couldn't their language. You know, they they are Kurdish. Yeah, and they are elderly. And these people are speaking Turkish and they have yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah, There's no similarities. No, there. no, 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 nothing no. at all. How did it's you just like uh, English and Finnish. <laughs> that similarity between Turkish and Kurdish. Yeah. So you get across the border. Um, it's a huge operation. You mentioned the Peshmeria there, the, yeah. tur- uh, the Kurdish guerrillas yeah. would help you across yeah. the border. But then it's like a handover. You've got to get to an airport. You've got to get to a boat. How long did it take you to get up to Sweden? How dangerous was it? Yeah, that? but I think it took like several months. But uh, uh, the Red Cross had a project of back then in 83 where they helped refugee people, refugee families to uh, to get connected. Yeah. And they helped us, and uh, and and there in Syria, uh, we met our father, and thanks to the S- Swedish embassy in Damascus, uh, they 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 because my father lived there in in Sweden then in yeah. Stockholm, so thanks to the Swedish embassy and Red Cross, they they managed to fix some um, uh, passes passports uh, passports yeah yeah, and uh, we came to Sweden mm. thanks to that yeah. So that would have been part of what's called um, the quota uh, refugees, right? So the UN says we have this amount of people that we're going to help. I, I don't know that, but yeah. but 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 thanks, the, th- the, thanks to the embassy in in in, uh, in Damascus, we, we we managed to come to Sweden. Yeah. yeah. You arrived to a place in Stockholm called Rinkeby. Yeah. And if you speak to Swedish people, they think of it as like a kind of a ghetto, right? Yeah. But you've previously described it to me as paradise. Yeah, because it was a paradise for me. And um, you could speak your own language there. Yeah. You didn't see uh, police and militaries, and you you didn't get threatened by by your ethnicity. Mm. And um, I remember it was shocking for me that I could speak my mother's tongue in school, mm. and I had a teacher for that. Yeah. Yeah. You get this uh, this home language education. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it was quite shocking, you know, in a Christian country. Yeah. Up north, I can speak my own language, but not in my own country, Kurdistan, who's occupied by Turkey, and my so-called Turkish brothers, <laughs> <laughs> Muslim brothers, denied my rights as a human being. Mm. And it was quite shocking, but also in wide, wide eye-opening. Yeah. 
and uh, and it's still like that mm. and i still can't you know take it in yeah and it's 40 years ago and it's still like that in turkey yeah you know i don't i don't i can't i can't take i don't know how to say it. i can't i can't you know uh, grab that yeah idea of hatred against us kurds mm. i i can't you know take it in because it's such a hatred against the kurdish people from the turkish state from the iranian state from the iraq iraqi state the syrian state that is i don't know you know we just want our country we just want our 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 language mm. our human rights mm. i don't want your country I don't want to seize or grab a bit of your country. I just want that's mine. I just want to live in peace kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to. Uh, I just want to be me. <laughs> when you moved here, obviously you don't speak Swedish. They're teaching a Kurdish in school. Um, you know, any child who comes to Sweden, if a different language is yeah, spoken at yeah. home, you have a right to education yeah, yeah. in that language an hour or two every week. Uh, did you find it difficult to fit in? The, the one great thing about Rinkeby is that at that time there would have been people from Kurdistan, there would have been guys from Chile in your class, there yeah, would have been yeah. people from East and West Africa. Yeah. Was it easy for you to fit in, to learn the language? How did yeah, that... because uh, children is children. Yeah. You know, there are children. And and we, uh, and if we don't get, get that hate from our parents, mm. you know, you're good with people. <laughs> you know? There's no problem. No, no problem. Yeah. Uh, because hatred comes from your heritage, yeah. from 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 those who teach you hate. Yeah. Because when children are together, they can come along. Yeah, no problem. Sometimes, yeah, they will fight over some things or some toys or something, but they'll find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll find a way. You know. And um, I really loved my school, my 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 teachers, and my friends, and we came from all over the world. Mm. You know. And uh, I remember because I, 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 I found uh, the Swedish language very funny uh, <laughs> because it was la, 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 like this, you know, and it was quite funny uh, uh, for for my ears when I was a, uh, a little kid. But uh, I learned it really quick because I love languages, mm. and um, and uh, it was fun. It was a really good uh, um, childhood mm. in Rinkeby. The paradise. Yeah, for me it was because, uh, and it was others that told us that it wasn't paradise. Yeah, yeah. We who lived there didn't think so because no, no. this is our. It's every you know, day we're this here. This is our home. Yeah. This is where we live, and we we're fond of it, and we are, you know, we are. We have like a, a, a sense of content, you know, like yeah. a con community. Yeah, yeah, community, and we help each other, and and we, you know. But I find that the, the people who have the strongest opinions. I moved to Shista twenty one yeah. years ago. It's uh, a similar area to Rinkeby, uh, maybe a little bit better off. Husby, Hulsta, Rosengord, where yeah, Zlatan Ibrahimovic yeah. is from. The people who have the strongest opinions about these places have never been there. No. They don't know anybody who lives no. there. They don't. No. They don't go there to eat or to, no. to shop or anything. No. You know? No. Um, you went on to become one of Sweden's, if not Sweden's best known comedians, a serious actor. You've done radio, you've done TV, you've done films. You're just in a brilliant series, uh, Flicked into Astaman, which I was watching there a couple of months ago. Um, now we're back talking about the Kurdish people in Sweden again. Since Sweden decided to join NATO about a year, year and a half ago, around the time of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 
What did that mean for your father, for you, for your family politically, when all of a sudden the Kurdish people were being thrown under the bus again? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, the Kurdish people are um, are used to that, mm. to get used, <laughs> you know. <laughs> used to being used. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, it was not uh, shocking for us. Uh, we knew it will happen, you know, because Sweden is, uh, is a very pragmatic country. Mm. They are very pragmatic and they're always doing what's best for Sweden. Yeah. And as Kurds living in Sweden, we know that also, you know. Mm. Uh, and um, and when 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 people are saying that they throw the Kurds under the bus, yeah, they do that. We've but, been run over before. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and we have been hit in not just by buses, <laughs> by by trucks, tanks, you know, by the tanks and by airplanes and everything. And we're still living. You know, we are sixty million people almost, uh, or or more. I don't know. Yeah. So, so 60 million people, you can't just get rid of them, you know, mm. just by making some policies for your country's best. Mm. And, um, but they just don't, didn't uh, throw the Kurds under the bus. They, they somehow throw the, uh, the Sweden's um, democracy, freedom of speech, its legacy under the bus, you know. Yeah. So, so when they, when when people are saying, oh, they sold, they sold the Kurds to the Turks or the the Turkey or to the NATO, no, they sold out themselves, you know. Mm. And we know that, and they know that too, mm. because uh, if you are afraid of a dictator like Putin, mm. you should be afraid of him mm. because he's a dictator and a maniac and occupies other countries. What's the difference between him and Erdogan? Mm. He's also a dictator, a maniac who occupies other countries mm. and oppressing people. So what's the difference? So you are now fleeing from a dictator to another dictator. <laughs> you know, it's like being threatened by the bandidos <clears throat> and then you seek refuge at, at Hells Angels. <laughs> <laughs> because NATO, Hells Angels have better weapons and they are... I have better, what do you call, better, better views uh, against uh, women or stuff, yeah, you know, be like, better values. Yeah, better yeah. values. A little bit better values. Not so much, but a little bit better values. Your values, and that is it. That it is. You yeah. know, that's it. And um, so, for us Kurds, it's politics. You know, it's geopolitics. Mm. It's it's for your own safety here, and the Swedes are afraid. Mm. And when you are afraid, you make bad decisions. Mm. Uh, and that's what happened here. Are you disappointed that the paradise that you came to, this, your father came to Olaf Palme, Sweden, yeah. right? You know, this great social democratic yeah. leader. Uh, there was equality. He was yeah. very, very anti-war yeah. and famously so. Um, are you disappointed now that your, your, your new country, because you're, oh, uh, another great thing that you once said was you didn't come to Sweden to become Swedish. You came here because you wanted to continue being Kurdish. Yeah. At the same time, you're quite Swedish in terms of, yeah. you know, we're a little bit of both at this yeah. stage. Um, are you disappointed with what this country has done in terms of, because for a long time, this country would have been very supportive of the Kurdish people. Yeah, but you know what what happens in Sweden uh, are happening everywhere also. When a country doesn't take care of their values, their democracy, you know, the equality of the society mm. is very important for every country. Mm. Uh, when the rich gets richer, when the you know one percent gets so rich now in Sweden, and the poorer 
gets a little bit better, but not so good, you know. Mm. And if you see that um, inequality, uh, it's it's you know the, this this kind of economic system that we have now. Yeah, it's just individual. Yeah, you you you're missing out the solidarity thoughts, uh, the peace thoughts, mm. the the caring thoughts of your country of other people of your own people you know mm. it's me 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 mm. what's in it for me you know like everything now in this society and not just in this society or everywhere in europe western europe or america you know mm. and when you get to those policies uh, even your own people are now forgetting that are, that that they are um a community you mm. know like when you when you feeling connected to other people mm. then you also are keen on helping other people yeah but the this system has made this um people the swedish people everywhere in here you know in sweden they made them like individuals yeah and they and they stopped caring of other people and yeah. when you don't care about other people to the end it is like you don't care about yourself yeah because every society is connected and every society is in need of each other. Yeah. So when you don't um, feel that needness or feel that you are connected, then you are also, uh, you know, like you don't care about uh, what's happening to your own neighbor. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, very, very dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And that's when the fascism comes in. Uh, that's when the the mistrust comes in yeah. that's when when you feel like okay i try i work hard i'm a, you know i do my taxes i do everything and i'm still here yeah i don't i don't i don't see any progress yeah. for me my family i and i'm you know where is this justice yeah and then the rich people are say oh oh you're doing good but it's their fault yeah this guy and, in yeah, is, yeah, they're, they're, yeah it's their fault but the rich have taken, you know, like almost 450 billions as a milliarder kroner, mm. billions of, of Swedish taxpayers mm. and are collecting by themselves. Yeah. You know, because the taxes are not so low in Sweden. They, it's, it's, it's a rich man's paradise, Sweden. Yeah. So like in the 80s, then it was the inequality between uh, uh, an, an industrial worker yeah. And uh, a boss, you know, like a leader, you, know, who, mm. uh, you call a CEO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One CEO earned like 10 or 11 times more than an industrial worker. Mm. Now it's more than 500 times. Yeah. You know, like it's almost just this, the last 40 years. Yeah. And, 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 and this industrial worker earned almost the same. Yeah. You know, if you... Yeah, it hasn't yeah, grown at all. No. Yeah. I but, and 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 it's it's not the Kurds or Somalis or Ethiopians or uh, Chileans yeah. who have pr privatized this the <laughs> Swedish system, the Swedish welfare system. Yeah. It's the rich people. Yeah. It's this like you know that this capitalists, this liberals that have destroyed their own country, mm. and now they're blaming us. Mm. It's not, it's not we who are in power. <laughs> yeah. They are in power, and they have empowered themselves. They're their pals, their friends, their mm. colleagues, you know, their industrial leaders. And they have uh, taken away all the power from our institutions, from the people, from, from, unions. from the unions. And now they're blaming uh, the Kurds, 
the Somalis, mm. the poor people, and the they say Afghans, it's, it's yeah, yeah, the Afghans, it's their fault. Mm. You know, 450 billion crones mm. have taken away from the Swedish society mm. the last 40 years. And nobody talks about that. Mm. They talk about, oh, it's gun violence. Yeah. But if you have privatized the Swedish school system for the last 30 years, mm. we have this extreme situation in Sweden. We are the only country in the world that our welfare money goes to private uh, corporates. Mm. We are the only country in the world. Mm. So schools can be run at a profit. Yeah. And it's, it's so sickening, you know. Mm. And and now <laughs> the, the the very people that have done this are now saying, why wow, we, we don't have uh, well-educated people for this job and this job and this job. <laughs> uh, what? what oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just beginning to be... <laughs> I think I know what you were going to yeah, say yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you look back 40 years, you spoke about crossing the border with your mother that night. We go forward 40 years, we see the picture of Alan Kurdi on a beach. Yeah. Uh, we see boats off the coast of Greek islands, off the coast of Lampedusa in Italy. How does that make you feel when you see what happens to these people who are fleeing similar situations to yours? I couldn't be me. Uh, Alan Kurdi is me. Hmm. And... Uh and people will never understand that. It doesn't matter how much I said, say, say this. They will never understand it. And uh, even if you say that could be your child, mm. they will never understand it. They've never been there. No, because they will never be there. Mm. They think like that. And, and that is also a part of that, uh, that connection part that I talked about a little earlier. You know, mm. when you don't feel connected to the world, mm. to other people, to other countries, to other issues, problems, mm. then you don't care about their children. Yeah, they're not don't worth care. anything. No, they're not worth anything. Think of like this, that ship in, in, in the Mid Mediterranean Sea, 600, 700 people got drowned mm. because of their color of their skin. If they were white, we would have mornings, what I call it, mornings, yeah, yeah, uh, and and silent minutes, or, or you know, and, mm. and 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 everybody will get shocked, and and if it was a cruise, say it was a cruise, yeah. Caribbean cruises, with with French, uh, white, uh, uh, Britons, uh, Americans, Americans, whatever, yeah. Germans, Swedes, Scandinavians, mm. if there were eight hundred of them, who get drowned. There'd be insurance payouts, there'd be investigations. No, no, but, but, yeah, be yeah, of course it would. But now this was not human beings in their eyes. So this is like um, Europeans with our so-called values. I am European too now, you know. But those who we vote for are killing children and other people because of the color of their skin. And And this is all of you who have voted for those right wings, you have also killed those children. And you can't say, no, it's not mine. Why are they fleeing? It doesn't matter. You have killed them by, by your own policy, by your own politics, you know, by your own politicians that you have voted for. All of them are murderers. And you are also one of those mm. because you don't care either. <laughs> you know, nobody cares. Mm. And, and when you try to explain that, uh, they are also human beings. 
Why should they drown? Why, why should they uh, not have the entitlement that you think you have to, to have the same kind of life that you have? You know? The security, the prosperity, yeah, the education. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is it in you that you think you are better than them? If they had the same opportunities as you, they maybe would be better than you now. Mm. And now you're sitting, you have done shit. Mm. A lot of them have done shit, you mm. know, done They've nothing. They've handed everything their yeah, whole life. They, yeah, it's their parents, grandparents have worked this, and it's uh, working class heroes that have done this, and immigrants have worked, in, and, and everybody, you know, that worked th uh, this prosperity, this uh, kind of society. And you are sitting on your uh, 20 years of ass, or 30, have done nothing, and you have the, the <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say more. I, I'm just, you know. When, when we look at the reasons that you and many others have had to leave Kurdistan in particular, yeah. Afghanistan, parts of Africa yeah. that were colonized left, right and center. Um, the far right, especially in this country, is always talking about helping people at home. What do you think needs to be done for the Kurdish people, for the people of Afghanistan? How can we solve this situation where if people want to stay in their own countries, they can do and yet live in that safety and security and prosperity that Europeans expect? You know what? Uh, it's it's quite uh, funny to hear that every time uh, those fascist right you know right wing politicians and voters say, "Oh, we can help," uh, you know, help them at home. Oh, yeah, help are. them at home. They don't care. They don't, that that is bullshit, and they know it too. They will never take care of anybody. Mm. They don't even take care of their own poor here in Sweden. <laughs> you know. <laughs> True. So, so what's that kind of bullshit, you know? Yeah. And 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 um, all the Middle East and Africa have been divided by European sykes because, like, you know, uh, just throw the Kurds under the bus <laughs> and 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 and, and created those uh, those borders that are existing still today, mm. denying sixty million plus Kurds uh, their rights to to self determination, mm. and this is like. Um, and, and every year they sell weapons to to Iran, to, to Iraq, to Syria, to Turkey. You know, Turkey is one of the 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 the, 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 the greatest buyers of European weapons systems, mm. and 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 they are NATO ally. Like uh, between 2015 and 2017, Erdogan destroyed 11 Kurdish cities. Mm. You know, just crushed it totally to the ground, 11 Kurdish cities that had more than 100,000 inhabitants, mm. you know, citizens in it. You know, and like between 2015 and 2017, 3.6 million Kurds were, were, were forced to leave their homes mm. in eastern Turkey, North Kurdistan, mm. be, being refugees in their own so-called country, Turkey. Mm. And nobody said anything because it's a NATO ally. And and Turkey um, uh, tried to 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 stop uh, Syrian immigrants, Syrian refugees, to come to Europe, mm. and Europe even gave them money to do that. And and you talk about helping them where at home, yeah. where where yeah. they are. Yeah. You don't helping us. You're killing us, <laughs> and you will do that. You don't see any change happening here, no. Uh, yes, I see that. I, it will come a change, you know, and and um, because people like 
here in Sweden also sees that because when when the right wings always right wings when they are in uh, in, in the lead or they're they're in the government mm. you don't see any prosperity you will never see any prosperity for your own people you know they promise a lot like uh 10 crowns uh, lower uh, uh, diesel prices yeah. fuel prices you know each liter and now the 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 diesel prices are higher now today it's record one prices year. yeah it's record <laughs> prices and, and the same with the inflation the, the same with the with the with the interest rates the same with the with the food uh, rates you know yeah. everything is much um, more expensive and everything is 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 worse than it was hmm. and now people see that but when you have lost almost one-fifth one-fourth of your people to the fascist thinking mm. you will not get them back so easily yeah you will not get them so back because when the other right-wing party like even the liberals in sweden are semi-fascists yeah <laughs> you know you don't have a backbone your leader yeah and he's like a uh uh what do you call it a I don't know. What's spineless. <laughs> yeah. But there was an incident last week yeah. when we've been talking about the burning of the Quran uh, as a provocative act here. And uh, there was a Liberal Party MP who was asked, you know, about hate speech. And, you know, they said, where where does the line go for you? I said, well, you know, if what they're saying about Muslims, if they're saying that about Jews, then yeah. we'd be really upset. I was yeah. like, do you even fucking hear yourself yeah. at this stage? But he was know? honest. Oh, this and is that's this why also he had to get rid of his job. They, yeah. they fired him. He's gone. Because yeah. yeah, because he was he was honest as a child, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's you know, and he, he said it as it was, and and and, but that is also uh, anti-Semitic um, uh, thought yeah. that he has, mm. Colby Hamilton, because when you think that the Jews have a privilege that they don't they don't have, yeah, because that's also mm. you know you can't you can't sell it because. What that makes, it makes even worse for the Jews. Yeah. You're you know? separating them from yeah, everybody else. Oh, yeah, because, oh, no, they, have, they are entitled to some rights that the Muslims doesn't. Mm. They don't care about Jews or Muslims. Mm. They just care about the privatizations of Sweden. Mm. They don't care about human rights. They just want to f their friends to become richer on taxpayers' money. Mm. They don't care about... Uh, because if the line had been there... In the Jews, like they, you know what they're mm. saying. Uh, what the fuck, uh, Jomsov and everybody have said worst thing about the Jews. Yeah, like the Vogel clue in Gothenburg. Yeah, how what he said about the Jews, yeah. like 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 uh, like uh, Söder, Björn Söder. Yeah, uh, the MP of of uh, he said that uh, the Sami people, the Kurdish people, and the Jewish people can never be Swedish. Yeah. You know? So where were the liberal so, party yeah, then? Like, yeah, yeah, but you you know they have crossed the line so many times, you know, yeah. and 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 their words are not uh, worth a penny, yeah. not a cent, not a nickel. Nothing. What do you call it? Or nothing, you know. So just they, but he said it as 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 an honest thought, yeah. you know. I think it's what's called saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, kind of, thing, of course yeah. it is. But they don't care about the Jews or the Muslims. They just mm. care about the money. Mm. Follow the money. Mm.
If we look, and this is my final question to you, and thank you so much for taking the time to explain this to me. Um, you made that Danish, dangerous journey as an eight, nine-year-old with your mother, with your four siblings, coughing your way across the border, right? Do you ever see a time when there will be a free and independent Kurdistan of 64 million people making their own laws, speaking their own languages, spending their own money? Can you see that happening in your lifetime? Yeah, I will. Because, you know what, like 40 years ago, we couldn't even say that we are Kurdish. Hmm. You know, it was forbidden. Everybody lived in fear. Everybody, you know, like when we went on the streets in Ahmed, in Diyarbakir, my mother said, shh, don't talk, don't talk. The police can hear you. Don't talk our, our language, you know? Uh, and now uh, we have politicians in, in, in Kurdish and in Turkey that are speaking Kurdish, even if they're not allowed. They are, you know, like, mm. and, and, and the, the southern part of Kurdistan is semi-independent, um, the KRG, mm. you know, and, and, the, and, the, and the western part are uprising, and, 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 the, and the eastern part in, in Iranian Kurdistan are, are fighting for their survival, but we are much stronger now mm. than we were 40 years ago. And, and the Kurd, we, we call you Kurds, we Kurds, we are, you know, the, the children of the sun and the fire, mm. you know. If you are kind to us, we will warm you. But you, if you are uh, not nice and oppress us, we will burn you. <laughs> at, at the end, we will burn you because we don't give up. We mm. will never give up our own rights. It's our own right. We don't, mm. we don't want your country. We don't want to occupy you. We don't want to forbid your, your language. Why, why are you... Forbidding my language, occupying my uh, country, taking all away of my richness in form of natural resources. Mm. And on that, you call me my brother. I'm not your brother. Fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my country. You know, like, why are you occupying me? Mm. You know, live as if you want to be a brother. Well, why can't I have? I have the same right as you. Mm. Well, we were not brothers. We were never brothers. Mm. You know, and that is the way that Almost every Kurds uh, are beginning to feel and, and having, you know, like that. Because in the end, it's about justice. Mm. I want to be as free as you are, have the same right as you, not more, not less. You know, that it is. Mm. Not more, not less. So why are you denying my rights? Mm. I don't deny your rights, you know. Can you ever see yourself moving from the stand-up stage into politics? No, I'm, I'm doing, you know, because I think that it's, um, uh, it's, it's dangerous to just uh, be a politician that's always saying the truth and, and, and he or she isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, because... Yeah, it's not, you know, you have to have some laughter, you have to have some humor, you have to have some heart, you know. And it's uh, when you, you when you can laugh at the injustice, mm. then you also can feel something and you can also change this injustice, you know. Mm. I think so. I don't know. Thank you for making that connection between our listeners Thank and you. the Kurdish people. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for bringing me here. Thank you. Uz Nguyen there. If you enjoyed that conversation, please share it with your friends on social media if you can and leave a five-star review so that uh, it convinces the algorithm to spread it as far and as wide as possible. If you'd like to support this podcast and the other podcasts I make, The Global Gale for the Global Irish Community, Irish in Sweden for the Swedish Irish Community and Premier Swedes talking to Swedish players who have played soccer in England's Premier League, 
please go to patreon.com forward slash man in Stockholm and become a monthly patron or visit uh, ko-fi.com that's ko-fi.com forward slash man in Stockholm to make a once-off donation. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah.